Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Like a lot of you, I would imagine, I watched a decent amount of the World Cup over the weekend. And as we come down the stretch here of the World Cup games, there are six teams that have officially advanced into the second round already Russia, France, England. Uruguay, Croatia, and Belgium are all in. It looks very good for Mexico as well. And uh, the latest of the odds to keep you updated in the world of uh, the World Cup because by far it is the most watched sporting event going on right now. Brazil and Spain are the two favorites. Germany, Belgium, France, England, Croatia, and Portugal are all the uh, top 10, basically, in terms of their likelihood of winning this story, uh, winning the the World Cup. Uh, I am Clay Travis. Thanks for spending your Monday morning with us. I appreciate uh, all of you starting off your week right here, hanging with us. And I got to start off right now. We talked a little bit about this last uh, Friday as we went into the weekend, but I think this story is going to explode and be the number one story of the week in the world of sports. Even with NBA free agency going on, even with NBA free agency inching closer, and we'll talk some about the NBA free agency situation, although I think it's going to be like a slow-moving train slowly rolling across the horizon because I don't think anything amazing is going to happen this week in NBA free agency, although we will see. I think the number one story this week is going to be Jameis Winston because I think a lot of people are going to slowly circle back around to this Jameis Winston story 
which so far has just been moving kind of in fits and starts. And I feel like a lot of you out there are not familiar with this story, so I want to run through it with you and uh, and see what uh, see what you guys think about this and if you agree with me that this is going to be an ugly story for Jameis Winston, for the NFL, and for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's going to be a little bit like a mushroom cloud when this suspension officially comes down. So I want to start here. Reports have come out that Jameis Winston, potentially as early as today, is going to receive official news about his suspension for behavior that he uh, allegedly uh, was involved in a couple of years ago in an Uber. Uh, Let me kind of walk you through the factual allegations of this Jameis Winston case. Uh, It was alleged that Jameis Winston in Scottsdale, Arizona, got so drunk that he was out with two friends. One of them was a former Florida State player who was involved in filing an affidavit saying he witnessed Jameis Winston having consensual sex with a woman in Florida State and that Jameis Winston had done nothing wrong. And so he was out with one of those guys. The other guy he was out with, and this is this is crazy to me, was a defendant in a rape case at Vanderbilt University who is presently now serving 15 years in prison for rape. So of all the people that Jameis Winston could be out with drinking, he was out with one of the individuals involved in his alleged rape case at Florida State, and he was out with another guy who is going to be doing years in prison for rape at Vanderbilt University. Well, both of those guys, uh, according to one of the stories, believed that he was too drunk, that he had had, uh, that, that he needed to get out of the, uh, the bar and be put home. So they called an Uber for Jameis Winston, put him in the front seat. This is according to uh, ESPN Outside the Lines report. Put Jameis Winston in the front seat. Uh, on the way home uh, in his Uber, Winston reportedly asked to stop at a fast food restaurant. While they were stopped at the fast food restaurant, he reached over and he groped the woman who was driving his Uber. And she later sent in a report shortly thereafter to Uber and Jameis Winston was banned forever from being able to use Uber. Now, the same individual that covered for Jameis Winston at Florida State when he was accused of rape and said, no, 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 it was consensual, said, no, this is a this is a mis-ID. People don't understand what was going on. There were actually three of us in the in the car, in the Uber, and we didn't do anything wrong at all. Nobody touched the Uber driver. But this guy who was in prison for rape says, no, we put Jameis Winston into the Uber by himself. Now, nobody knows exactly what happened inside that Uber, except for the, if that's true, then nobody else knows exactly what happened in that Uber, except for Jameis Winston and this woman. So as a result of this report, which comes out because BuzzFeed gets uh, BuzzFeed News gets uh, finds out information about Jameis Winston being banned from Uber, and they report on this story back in November of last year. The NFL has been conducting its investigation since then. All of these details are 
uh, in dispute. The NFL is conducting its own investigation, and now reports are that Jameis Winston is going to be suspended for multiple games. Three is the most common uh, number of games that you hear. I think that this story is going to be a huge, massive mess for Jameis Winston, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and for the NFL when it officially comes down. And I want to talk about this with you guys. I'm going to open up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. If you remember his tenure at Florida State, Jameis Winston was clouded basically for for almost to the entirety of his tenure at Florida State. I believe in November of his redshirt freshman year, the allegation that he raped a woman went public uh, through a report from TMZ Sports back in the day. Uh, Jameis Winston would go on to win the uh, Heisman Trophy and Florida State would go on to win a national championship, but the story continued to grow. The failure of the Tallahassee Police Department to investigate and treat this allegation seriously. The woman would later go public with her full story, and everything surrounding Jameis Winston just basically turned into a mess. Everything he's ever done in his past got examined. He got arrested for stealing crab legs from Publix. Uh, he was uh, he was involved in vandalism of several thousand dollars at uh, outside of an apartment building using a BB gun. Uh, there were all sorts of uh, of messy kind of situations that came out about Jameis Winston. None of them as serious as that allegation, although I think this is where you can start to question Jameis Winston's decision-making in general. Because in the wake of that investigation, Jameis Winston got suspended for climbing up on a picnic table on the middle of Florida State's campus and screaming a viral internet meme about... Uh, 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 pussy willows, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, and then, like I said, got uh, got arrested for stealing crab legs, and now it's just a series of really dumb positions that he's put himself in. And in particular, I think we need to look at this story in that context. Jameis Winston was not charged with rape. The Florida State University investigated uh, this rape, and they found that it was 50% likely that he raped her and 50% likely that he did not rape her. In other words, it was a coin flip. They had no idea which side was more likely to be telling the truth. This is an official Florida State University investigation. If you were Jameis Winston, and for multiple years whether or not you raped a woman had been one of the top stories in all of sports. Would you ever put yourself into a situation where you could be accused of sexual assault again? If everybody gave you the benefit of the doubt and you were still drafted number one overall by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you were in line potentially, if you were successful at football, to make $100 million or more in your career. Would you ever be dumb enough, unless you are a serial sexual assault predator, to put yourself in a situation where you could be charged with sexual assault ever again for the rest of your life? We're talking about Jameis Winston effectively having unlimited resources. If I was going to go out and drink, and I were Jameis Winston, 
I would have a security guard with me at all times. If I were ever going to hook up with another woman again, I would have her signing consent forms and recording videos acknowledging that she was fine hooking up with me and that there was nothing untoward about my behavior because I would be afraid of somebody trying to set me up and end up in a ugly situation like this all over again. I would be nervous for the organization that had hired me. I would certainly have become even more nervous and apprehensive as we moved into this Me Too era when I heard about Harvey Weinstein and everybody else in Hollywood. There have been a lot of people in the world of sports who've gotten wrapped up in this Me Too thing. I am, if you listen to this show regularly, I am willing to look at all of the evidence and try to discern whether or not I believe it happened or not. If you, Even if you are giving Jameis Winston the benefit of the doubt in the case at Florida State, which I think is very lenient because that's exactly what everybody did. The Tallahassee Police Department didn't investigate. Florida State tried to cover it up. They did not go out and collect all the evidence that could have arisen that night. Even if you're willing to give Jameis Winston all that benefit of doubt, When do you start to ask questions about his behavior? To me, it's when there are two different women who are both saying that you sexually assaulted them on different parts of the country. You got one woman in Scottsdale, Arizona. You got another woman in Tallahassee, Florida. They don't know each other. They aren't friends. They aren't both uh, connected in some way. This woman didn't even go in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, didn't even go to the police. Now, we haven't heard from her in terms of telling her story. But I think probably, and again, this is me surmising what might have happened, I think probably when he groped her, she did not consider it to be um, sexual assault in the traditional sense. And what I mean by that is, again, we're trying to surmise why she would not have gone to authorities. I think there are probably a lot of women out there listening to us right now who at some point in time have had their butt grabbed or have been touched inappropriately And they were like, you know, they basically said, don't ever do that again. Slap a guy, whatever. Could happen at a bar, could happen in a restaurant, could happen in an Uber. And they don't necessarily think, oh, I don't want to call the police on this. But I definitely want to make sure that I'm never in this situation again. I'm never going to be around this guy again. So she immediately uh, flags him on Uber and says, hey, this is inappropriate. I don't want another woman to be driving an Uber and ever find herself alone with Jameis Winston after what happened here. But when you break down this story, there are so many angles that I think are going to be ugly and I think are going to be a mess. First of all, among them, if he's only three games for this, aren't there going to be an awful lot of people out there who say, oh, the NFL's fine with sexual assault. You only have to miss three games if it happens. And again, we're not talking about Jameis Winston with a pristine, never- Uh, connected to any allegation of impropriety with female behavior ever before. We're talking about Jameis Winston, one of the guys who could be a face of the franchise at quarterback in the NFL, allegedly committing sexual assault and missing three games for it. That's going to rub people a really wrong way in the Me Too era. It's going to be incredibly difficult for the NFL to justify this. And this ties in with my larger story of the NFL has created this huge mess for itself by having the personal conduct policy to begin with. 
Because if the NFL didn't have a personal conduct policy, they could say, hey, that's an allegation. There were no charges brought. It's not our responsibility to investigate every single allegation made against an NFL player. That's the job of the criminal justice system. This is why I've been on a soapbox for a decade arguing that Roger Goodell was an idiot for creating the NFL personal conduct policy. Because as a result, every time a player misbehaves or is alleged to have misbehaved, everybody out there immediately reacts and says, oh, Adrian Peterson's accused of child abuse. What is the NFL going to do about this? Oh, Ray Rice knocked out his fiance. What is the NFL going to do about this? Why in the world should our first reaction be, what's the NFL going to do about off-the-field alleged criminal behavior that has nothing to do with football itself? If the criminal justice system wants to punish players for what they have done wrong, that's perfectly acceptable. That's the job of the criminal justice system. If the NFL wants to punish players on top of whatever the criminal justice system does, I'm in favor of that if they want to do it. In general, my position would be it's not the job of the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball or the NHL or college football and basketball in general to punish players for inappropriate behavior off the field. That's why we have the criminal justice system. But if you think it's important to protect your shield or defend your brand and come out and issue your own suspensions, I understand that too. I think it's a bad precedent we have set. I think the NFL has set a bad one by doing its own investigations. If you look back in time, Kobe Bryant got charged with rape and never missed a game in the NBA. He was flying back and forth on a private jet between LA and Colorado to attend court-related proceedings. You may think that Kobe Bryant got away with a rape, bought off his accuser, all those things. But I think David Stern in the NBA actually got it right there because they said it's not our job to look at all this evidence and decide to suspend a guy. If Kobe Bryant happened today, if LeBron James or another one of the big players in the NBA got accused of rape and charged with rape like Kobe Bryant did, the idea that he would be able to play every game has gone out the window. Because now we have bought in as fans, as media, as the general public, to this idea that the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball and the NHL all need to conduct their own investigations into alleged criminal activity and make their own determination. I've been on a soapbox about this for Ezekiel Elliott. You look at the evidence, Ezekiel Elliott did nothing wrong in a larger context. I think the odds of Ezekiel Elliott uh, deserving to be suspended for six games like he did was just a cover-up by the NFL because they blew it with Ray Rice. And I've got a big question for you, and that's this. Should the NFL even be involved in these investigations? But that has already taken place. The NFL made that bad decision. Now, what in the world do the NFL and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do here? Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers knew about Jameis Winston's past, and they decided that they were going to draft him number one overall, despite the fact that he had rape allegations out there from when he was at college. And now there are new sexual assault allegations against him. This is why I this is why I wrote, this is why I said from that moment, I said I would not draft Jameis Winston number one overall. 
Some people were upset with me. They said, why not? It's just an allegation. I said, if you look at the the overall scope of Jameis Winston's decision-making off the field, I question whether I want him and whether he is capable of being the face of my franchise. The alleged rape. The thousands of dollars in damage running around campus with BB guns shooting at each other. The theft of the crab legs standing up on a table in the center of Florida State's campus and screaming an internet meme related in any way to sex after you have been investigated for rape. And now allegations that he has groped an Uber driver. All five of those instances are evidence of bad judgment. Two of them are actually serious, but all of them are evidence of a guy who makes bad decisions off the field. Any one of them by themselves, you can just toss them aside, especially the damage from the from the BB gun fighting and the, the theft from the, uh, the Publix uh, grocery store, as well as standing up on the table and screaming out uh, an internet meme that sounds bad when you are connected to sexual assault. All three of those don't sound very serious. Getting accused of rape and then accused of groping an Uber driver, that's messy. And I think it's likely that as these stories go further along, there's going to be an investigation opened into a criminal context of whether or not Jameis Winston groped this driver. I think that's likely to be the fallout when more of these details emerge. So what do you do if you are Tampa Bay and if you are the NFL, because when this suspension comes down, and I think it's going to come down reportedly this week, this is going to be ugly in a big way for the NFL, for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and for Jameis Winston. I'll bring in the crew. We'll talk about this. Open phone lines, 877-996-6369. Hop on. Let me know what you think you should do. Here's the big kind of matzo ball hanging out there. The Bucks have guaranteed Jameis Winston $20 million for his fifth year in the NFL. His fourth year in the NFL is coming up. It looks like he's going to be suspended for multiple games to start the season. His fifth year, he's going to be guaranteed $20 million. Is that a smart decision by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We will talk about all that and more. I am Clay Travis. Monday edition, I'll kick the coverage. This is Fox Sports Radio. Rolling back in here. Monday edition, Outkick the Coverage. Appreciate everybody out there hanging with us. Danny G spinning the hits. The newly promoted Danny G. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios, where car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. This, of course, is a very confident show. I want to bring in the crew um, I'll also take your calls, 877-996-6369. Uh, you can weigh in there on this Jameis Winston mess that I think is going to become one of the biggest stories of the week in sports. Danny G, what would you do? If you are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston is going to be suspended for three games reportedly, if not more. First of all, do you agree with me that the NFL is going to come under siege when a lot of people are going to say, wait a minute, you can grope a woman in the NFL, and you only get suspended for three games for doing it. I think a lot of people out there, the, this is going to put the NFL in the like in the crosshairs 
of a lot of this Me Too movement because the NFL has put itself in a bad position to be doing these investigations to begin with. Are you with me? This could be messy. Yeah, especially when you know about the backlash the NFL received from a lot of media over Ezekiel Elliott. You mentioned that a lot of people disagreed with that six-game suspension, of course. And what was a big part of that case? Him pulling a girl's top-down Mardi Gras style? Yeah, and then the allegations. And the thing is, Ezekiel Elliott didn't have this previous incident that was like a scarlet letter on his brand. Well, he wasn't a schoolboy exactly, but he... Right, but he didn't have a a multi-year investigation into uh, whether or not he raped a woman that followed him everywhere, which is why, from my perspective... This is so troubling by Jameis Winston because if it were just this allegation, you could say, okay, who knows exactly what happened? It's a guy and a girl in an Uber, but you were already investigated for rape. Can you imagine what it's like to have that hanging over your head, that fear that you might get charged with a serious crime? If that were me and that happened to me in college, I would never be alone with a woman again unless I was married to her. Right. I mean, I just I wouldn't it wouldn't be worth the risk to me or I would have security guards with me uh, if I had the money like Jameis Winston does and or I would have consent forms and I would have girls filling out consent forms and also recording videos of themselves, making it clear that they were consenting just so I would never find myself in this situation ever again. And the smartest thing for him to do would have been just to uh, I think he's engaged now. I don't think he's officially gotten married. But to, if you find a woman that you really like, lock down your life with her and stay out of trouble from that point forward. Like what Big Ben Roethlisberger did. In theory, that's supposedly what Ben Roethlisberger did after his his investigation was like, look, that's about the worst thing that can happen to you is be investigated for a crime and think you might be going on trial for something that you didn't do. And so, and on top of that, how in the world are you making the decision to hang out still with one of the guys who has said, oh, I saw, I witnessed the sex, it was consensual, and another guy who's going to end up in jail for multiple years for raping a woman. If you were Jameis Winston, wouldn't you be like, hey, maybe it's not best for me to be out on the town with a guy who is going to be standing trial for rape and is now away, put away behind bars, I think for 15 years. Of all the people you could be hanging out with for a night on the town in Scottsdale, Arizona, you hang out with uh, an alleged rapist, too? I mean, what kind of crew are you rolling with? Again, it goes into his decision-making. Yeah, really bad decision-making off the field. And then you got to question some of it on the field, too, because I think he's thrown something like 69 touchdowns over the past three years. Gronk would be proud of him. But yeah. he's also thrown 44 interceptions. And uh, he he's had a couple of decent leadership moments, but he also had that weird eat the W. Yeah, do we still have that audio? Like, <laughs> I'll look for I, that, I, but the but it's more visual because when you look at the yeah. faces of his teammates while he's doing that, they look concerned for him. Like, dude, you're not you're not stable. You're not okay. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that his performance uh, at quarterback so far for the Bucks through three years has been t- trending on good to okay, right? I mean, there have been flashes of, oh, this guy can be a high-level quarterback in this league, and there have been flashes of, man, he just doesn't protect the football well enough. His decision-making on the field is not solid enough. Obviously, the success has not followed him very substantially, and 
as this grows, and I think this is going to be a mess. I think this is going to be a huge mess for the Buccaneers. I think it's going to be a huge mess for the NFL and for uh, everybody out there in general um, who is following along with this story because it's going to tie into me too. Justin Cooper, what would you do? I mean, it it doesn't look good, but it's a it's a tough spot because you've put so much of your franchise, you know, uh, I guess like the the future of your franchise into this guy, and you know, meanwhile he hasn't formally been charged with anything, so you kind of like, oh, you know, where's where's the the morality? If of he it all? if he got charged, I think they might have to cut him. Oh, if absolutely. he got charged with a criminal offense here. Then I, I, think, I think they're already thinking of cutting them without the charge. They, they may I mean, be. That, that twenty million—that's a lot of money to to take in the you know what. But it would be worth it. Well, they don't have to. I, I did a lot of reading on that, and if he's healthy, if they keep him on the roster for this year, that twenty million is not guaranteed as long as he is healthy at the end of the year and passes a physical in March. The way that I read it, one of you guys can look this up to confirm whether or not that is true. But the way I read it is he is on the hook. It's basically their option. They've picked up the option, but they don't officially sign the paperwork on the option until the end of year four. So in theory, if he finishes the year uh, under his initial rookie contract, and then in March they decide to cut him, they wouldn't owe him that $20 million. So that it doesn't become officially official until – March of 2019. So until this year is complete and the full year. Now, if he's injured, it becomes the same kind of situation I think we saw with Blake Bortles last year where the the, the Jacksonville Jaguars picked up his option, but they only, if I remember correctly, now they've signed him to a multi-year extension since then. But initially, the risk was when you pick up that option, okay, if he gets injured. So if Jameis Winston went out and hurt himself and was not able to pass a physical in March then they would be on the hook for all the money on that contract. But if he finishes the year and he's healthy and then they decide to cut him, then they don't owe him that $20 million. So there's a lot to pay attention to there as this continues to transpire. What about you, Eddie Garcia? How would you handle this if you were the Bucks? Well, I would never have drafted him to begin with. So I you're, on my, you're on my, t- my plate where you're like, this is just... He's got too much, too many red flags off the field decision making. Well, I, I I don't think I'm going to cut him at this point because I think you're you're invested too much into him, and the the state of quarterback in the NFL is so poorly. I I don't know that you want to start over at this point at that position. But like I said, I wouldn't have drafted him from the, from the beginning because I didn't think it was going to be that great of a quarterback anyway. Plus the off field issues that was just the sealer for me. But they have drafted him, they have invested in him. I, I, I would be very surprised uh, without him being charged with them releasing him or cutting him. That would be shocking. But I, I totally agree with you. I've been on this for a long time. I don't understand why people are comfortable with the NFL uh, being, you know. Judge, jury, and exactly, executioner. Exactly. Makes no sense. It, it, no, it doesn't. And I, I've, I, w- I don't think there's any going back, though, at this point. You know, maybe if they get rid of a commissioner and they bring in somebody who wants to set a new agenda, maybe. But without that, I just don't see any way how they can go back on, you know, the, the precedent they've already set. 
let's go ahead and get the update while we've got Eddie Garcia here uh, for the world of sports and beyond uh, right here. And then on the backside, I will take some of your calls, 877-996-6369. What you got for me? Well, in baseball on Sunday, we had the Red Sox shutting out the Mariners 5-0. Chris Sale, seven shutout innings, struck out 13, helping Boston move back into first place in the AL East. Tied with the Yankees, New York lost to the Rays 7-6 in 12 innings as Tampa Bay sweeps the series from New York. Dodgers set a major league record, hitting seven solo home runs in an 8-7 win over the Mets. It went 11 innings. Justin Turner with the game winner in the 11th for the Dodgers, who have now beaten the Mets 12 straight times. Braves over the Orioles 7-3 Atlanta. Now two and a half games up on Philadelphia for the NL East lead. Phillies lost to the Nationals 8-6. Soccer day 11 at the World Cup saw England crush Panama 6-1. Japan and Senegal played to a 2-2 draw. Colombia shuts out Poland 3-0. Day 12 of the World Cup gets underway at 10 a.m. Eastern time with a pair of games on Fox. It's Russia versus Uruguay. On FS1, it's Egypt against Saudi Arabia. This report brought to you by True Car Online Car Shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Uh, we got uh, Danny G. You looked it up. That is correct, right? His $20 million is guaranteed only for yeah. injury. So at the end of this year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if this story gets worse for them, they could just go ahead and cut bait with Jameis Winston, and they would not owe him that big money. Yeah, so they picked up his fifth-year option for 2019, as you mentioned. No-brainer because, you know, $20.9 million, not a bad number for a number-one draft pick. Um, it's guaranteed for injury only. After that, this is where it gets tricky because the franchise tag number for quarterbacks is so high, and even with a spike cap, it can create salary management issues. Obviously, Winston's going to want big-time quarterback money, but the Bucks are obviously going to not want to give that out to him considering all the red flags. Yeah, but they could, if this thing gets worse for them, they could keep him on the roster for the entirety of this year, wait and see what happens. You know, Is this going to turn into an ugly incident for us? Is the woman going to go public? Is it possible there's going to be criminal charges that arise from this story? And then, as a result, they can make the decision at the end of the year, assuming he's healthy, what do we do with this? Let's go to a couple of your calls. Uh, let's go to Mike and Modesto. What's up, Mike? Clay, man, I'm doing something. I go back on hold. Ah, uh, this is ridiculous. This is why <laughs> This is why people say, like, why don't you take more calls? Why don't you let callers uh, talk more? We go to him, and he asked if he can go back on hold. Uh, let's go to break. Load up the phone lines. I want your opinions. What should the Bucks do with Jameis Winston? We'll get your opinions on these when we come back out of the break at the end of uh, of the, the final segment in the hour. 877-996-6369. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. Your calls, theoretically, next. 877-996-6369. This is Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, poll question is up, and I'm curious what you guys would say in response. Uh, Would you cut Jameis Winston over the latest sexual assault allegations against him or pay him $20 million plus uh, next year? A thousand of you so far rolling in, and it's pretty substantial. 76% of you would cut him. That's the decision that the Bucs are faced with right now. Do you cut him or give him $20 million plus guaranteed? And maybe the smartest decision is watch how the entire season plays out in 2018. Wait to see what the fallout's going to be, whether he can stay out of trouble, how well he plays once he comes back from the suspension. 
and then make a decision about whether to stick with him or not. Let's get your calls. Jose in Fremont. What's up, my man? What's up, fellas? Hey, I mean, personally, I don't I don't agree at all with the NFL going into the law business. Um, I mean, it, and it's not even consistent because look at this other guy in the Bay Area. He comes up with this so-called video that was pre- you know, I, I guess this video showed that the girl got beat up by another girl, but I kind of find it hard that another girl. Was You're talking about the the Reuben the Reuben Foster case. Yeah. So look at yeah, that. Yeah. And then Here's I, the thing I with the that, personal conduct policy, and and I think you're right on this. We're going to have, at some point in time, a Duke lacrosse of the NFL because what you're doing is you're incentivizing people to come out and make allegations against people that they got beaten up, that whatever whatever that allegation is, and you're going to have somebody get suspended who was 100% innocent. That happens all the time in the law. Somebody gets convicted of a crime they didn't do, and they have much better safeguards in place than the NFL does in our criminal justice system, and we still sometimes get things wrong. So, Jose, you're with me. The NFL shouldn't be in the business of doing these investigations anyway. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and then I, the Jameis Winston thing, I think, you know, you got to cut him because the dude not, has not played to his potential. you got to cut your losses, man. I mean, even though he hasn't been proven guilty, no doubt, and the girl hasn't come out, his play alone with that kind of money – kind of makes it easy for you to cut them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's – I mean, if I would not want to be a Bucks exec right now because you drafted Jameis Winston number one overall, knowing all the red flags off the field that were out there about him, and this is about as bad of a situation as you could have happen, which is another sexual assault allegation that's going to lead to a suspension within four years uh, of him being there. And also, you just don't know how good he is. Jeff in Pasadena, what would you do? I agree with you, man. Hi, Clay. Um, I think that they should cut him, man. I mean, you know, like the last caller said, and like you said, I think they should just cut his lo- cut their losses and, um, you know, maybe, I don't know. They just haven't had, it, it seems, and I'm not a, I'm not a Buccaneers fan. I'm a Lions fan. Uh, lifelong. I'm, I'm originally from Detroit and I live out here in California, but you, poor you, know, bastard. you follow obviously other teams and what's going on in the news, but you know, it's like it just seems like no matter what they've done, Tampa Bay, they just can't seem to draft anybody good. I mean, they had Josh Freeman, who was, you know, decent, and then he kind of washed out. And now this whole thing with Jameis Winston. I mean, I, you know, you talked about it earlier about what he was talk about what he did at Florida State. I remember when all that stuff happened at Florida State, and I was like, man, whoever drafts him, I remember telling my friends, I said, man, whoever drafts that guy is going to regret it because he's going to do. He's going to do, uh, you know, you you give him enough rope, he's going to hang himself. And what I mean by that is, is he's just going to keep screwing up, you know. And he, if there's no repercussions from it, he's not going to he's he's going to feel like he's he can, he's untouchable and he can do no wrong and nobody's going to do anything to him. Yeah, thanks for the call. What I keep thinking is, this is indefensible. Like, what you should never commit a crime, right? Like, let's just kind of take that off the plate. Like, you should never behave inappropriately enough where you could commit a crime or be accused of a crime. But if you were, and you were 100% innocent, if you were Jameis Winston and you, to the ends of the earth, believe that you had a consensual sexual relationship with that woman, wouldn't you be so scared that you would be scared straight? Remember back in the day when they used to have those television shows? I think they still might do it, where they would take kids who were misbehaving into prison and they would try to terrify them by having them listen to what stories from prison were like. And by the end of that time, the kid would be crying, and you're like, we're going to scare you into making good decisions. You're on the pathway that's going to end here in prison. And they would have all the prisoners come out, and they would try to scare the kids. 
Wouldn't that be Jameis Winston? Travis in Maryland, what's up? All right, so first, before I get into Jameis to the last caller, Josh Freeman would have been great if it wasn't for your buddy jackass Greg Schiano ruining him. But that's <laughs> another story for another day. But I, my, my take was, you know, if you're a team like, let's say, the Browns, you know, Baker Mayfield won't be ready for another year, or the Giants, we don't know what Eli's going to be. Do you take a flyer? And offer the box a fourth or fifth round pick. Like if you're if you're the Browns, that's kind of like the helicopter. I don't want to say because I don't know if it'll get cut off, but that the helicopter you finish it move to offer a fifth round pick. Go go get Jameis Winston, who has been statistically awesome. You know, have Baker Mayfield sit for a year behind him and put Jameis Winston with that receiving core. You know, take your backlash later and then cut him. No, I, I think, I, yeah, it's it's an interesting question. I don't think right now you want to buy somebody else's problem. And what I mean by that is there's a, there's a phrase when you are like trying to decide whether or not you want to buy a company. If they've got a big lawsuit pending and you're afraid they're going to get walloped by that lawsuit, you might not buy the company because you don't want to buy their problem. And to me, I look at this story with Jameis Winston and I say, man, if the Bucks cut him, I think he would have to sit for a little while on the sideline. I want to keep talking about this because I think it's such a fascinating question. The poll question is up. I'll take your calls, 877-996-6369. and Would you cut Jameis Winston over these latest allegations or pay him $20 million plus next year? That's the decision the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are faced by right now. We'll continue to talk about this. We'll talk World Cup and we'll talk NBA free agency all as we continue to roll on the Monday edition. I'll keep the coverage. I am Clay Travis. This is Fox Sports Radio. Thank you for spending your Monday with us here in the Geico Outkick Studios. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Now's a fantastic time to buy a new Honda. Visit shophonda.com or visit your local Honda dealer today. As well, we always want to tell you that here in the Geico Outkick Studios, you can save a lot of money. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Later today, four different World Cup games will be underway, kind of getting you set for what's facing you in the morning here. Uh, there are six teams that have already qualified to move on to the round of 16. A lot of you probably watched some of the World Cup over the weekend. Amazing goal by Germany uh, that put them in a lot better position than they were. But the six that were going to advance uh, so far, Russia, France, England, Uruguay, Croatia, and Belgium. There are, like I said, four games going on today. Uh, I believe the number one story in the world of sports probably this week is going to end up being Jameis Winston. We are talking about him and what you would do if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But also, the drama will continue to play itself out over what's going to happen in NBA free agency. We'll unpack that a little bit. Our poll question, and I'd encourage you out there to uh, to go dive into this. Uh, would you cut Jameis Winston over the latest sexual assault allegations against him or pay him $20 million plus next year? That is the decision that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing right now. And with, uh, let's see, almost 3,000 of you have voted in the first uh, 15 minutes of this poll, and it's overwhelmingly against paying Jameis Winston $20 million plus. 78% of you are saying you would cut him. That's a pretty big percentage. I did not think it was going to be this uh, this lopsided. 
78% of you are saying you would rather, if you have the option, which the Bucks do, to, at the end of the year, cut him or pay him $20 million plus per year, the majority of you right now, 78% of you, are saying you would cut him. This is why I think this story is going to continue to play itself out. If I gave you those two options, and I think this is a really difficult decision because it's so hard to find decent quarterbacks in the NFL – And best case scenario, Jameis Winston could be a good quarterback in the NFL. Worst case scenario, it's not going to happen for him. And we still don't know because he got three years of data on him and he has been a little bit erratic in terms of his overall performance. The Bucs obviously have not had much success on the football field. And uh, and it's rare that number one draft picks, let's be frank, I mean, after four years, this will be a fourth year, that it's really kind of uncertain still over whether or not they're going to pan out, but Winston is still a relatively young guy. If you're not familiar, Jameis Winston facing a three-game suspension is the report. It may end up being more games. Who knows exactly? I think the news is going to happen this week. I think the NFL is going to come under attack if they only suspend him for three games. I think the Bucks are going to find themselves in an ugly situation, again, because of Jameis Winston's history. And what would you guys do if you had those two options, let me start with you, Danny G. You just heard 3,000 people have voted in the first 15 minutes of this poll, and nearly 80% of them are saying cut Jameis Winston. If at the end of this year, and I don't think you cut him before the year starts. Let me say that. I don't think you cut him before the year starts. I think you allow him to play, although this is a messy situation because Ryan Fitzpatrick now is going to get the first three starts. What would you do, for instance, if you're the Bucks? If Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out, who has shown also flashes of brilliance uh, alongside flashes of mediocrity, what if he comes out and wins the first three games, let's say? What if he comes out and he is fantastic? And look, he went two and one in a fill-in role last year. Ryan Fitzpatrick did. Uh, You know, best case scenario, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a serviceable uh, quarterback, you know, probably somewhere around the 25th best quarterback. but if, but if he came out and he won the first three, I think that also makes it a little bit of a messy situation. I'm going to pull up the Bucks schedule and give you guys a sense for what their first three weeks of the season look like. They play at the Saints. I think most people would say, okay, the Bucks are likely to lose week one. Yep. Week two, the Eagles come to town. We still don't know what's going to happen with the Eagles quarterback situation. Carson Wentz going to be back. Is that going to be Nick Foles? But that's a tough game. Week three you get the Steelers. So that is a pretty brutal, I mean, if you if you look at the start of an NFL schedule, I think there's a good chance that the Bucks come out and lose all three of those games, even if Jameis Winston is playing and even if Jameis Winston is playing well, right? So it's not as if Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to come in and he's going to get a lot of easy games. In fact, then the schedule gets a little bit easier. The NFC South in general is brutal in terms of how much talent there is there. Uh, overall, but then you get to at least a little bit of a breather. The Bears probably not going to be very good. Falcons will be pretty good, and then you get the Browns and you get the Bengals. So of the next four games for the Bucks, they might start off zero and three, but the next four are all winnable games, and you don't necessarily sit around thinking to yourself, "Oh my God, the season's over." So Jameis Winston, if he only misses three, then he's going to get to miss three probably most difficult games on the schedule potentially for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so he can come in and ride to the rescue. He can play better. But what would you do? 
Would you, if at the end of this year, Jameis Winston has continued to perform about like he has in the first three? In other words, you got a great wide receiver there in Mike Evans. You got what I think is a uh, a pretty solid, um, you know, kind of like Deshaun Jackson really didn't work out. It didn't seem like it didn't fit. But I think the Bucks have decent offensive weapons surrounding Jameis Winston now, right? I mean, they went out and they uh, they they've kind of surrounded him with playmakers, and it really hasn't all come together. And so, what would you do if Jameis Winston is going to have similar stats in the year four as he had to year three? Is this a guy you give twenty million plus to? No, I'm not giving that money to him. I, I mean, he would have to play one hell of a season, and he'd only get to, to play in to, theory thirteen games, right? He he literally would have to win ten of those games for you to want to give him that type of money. He would have to get the Tampa Bay Bucks to the playoffs. He'd have to have such an amazing season that it would erase all of our memories somewhat of his dumbassness on the off the field. Yeah, and 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 again, I think what is uh, you know, kind of just messy is all of the uh you know, all of the situation that surrounds him in general. And look, I like some of the moves that they have made in general uh, on the, you know, skill position players. I think Mike Evans is an incredible wide receiver. I think he also fits what Jameis Winston does, which is a lot of times throw into, uh, let's be honest, dicey situations. Um, but to me, if you kind of look overall, that's a tough call to make. What about you guys? What about you, Justin Cooper and uh, Eddie Garcia? Do you guys, if you're faced with the option, like if Jameis Winston comes out, let's say he suspended the first three games, he comes in, the Bucks are 0-3 or 1-2, and and he plays dramatically well down the stretch in year four, then I think that can kind of alter the decision-making. I wouldn't do anything until I saw him for year four. But if he comes in and he looks basically like he has in the first three years, is that a guy, given the off-the-field issues, that you could commit $20 million plus to a year? No, I, th- I think you laid it out perfectly. If he plays out of his mind, then you think about it. But I haven't seen enough you know, at this point in his career to you know, invest that kind of money. Uh, and what about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? Are we unanimous here? Is everybody of the same opinion? I mean, and honestly, I'm surprised that the poll question ended up being this slanted. But 78% of you are saying cut him uh, as opposed to invest $20 million plus a year into him. Uh, yes, it is unanimous. He has not shown me enough to prove that he is your quarterback uh, of the future, a guy you want to invest in. Uh, I agree. I would not pay him that money. All right, so uh, I'll, I'll open up the phone lines again, 877-996-6369. I also, uh, as we go to break here at the start of Hour 2, I want to ask this question as we roll on with the uh, with the show. I'm going to break down the NBA free agency picture for you. I think it is becoming increasingly likely that LeBron James is not going to be able to put together a team that has any chance of beating the Golden State Warriors. What would you do if you were LeBron? I'll make my case for what he should do. I'll read the tea leaves and tell you what seems to be likely on the free agent market in general. All of that and more. I am Clay Travis. Thanks for spending your Monday morning with us. Hope you're June is off and rolling spectacularly well. This is Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back. Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. 
Uh, looking at Jameis Winston, and I think, again, this is going to be a big question uh, out there as this uh, suspension comes down. Would you cut Jameis Winston over the latest sexual assault allegations against him or pay him $20 million plus next year? That's one of the decisions the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have to make. Uh, looking at Jameis Winston's record uh, over the last three years, 6-10, and 9-7, and 3-10 and 10 as the starting quarterback. Uh, the Bucs are 18-27 and 27 so far in games that he has started. It's not always fair to put the record entirely on the starting quarterback, but I think certainly it is worth contemplating because Jameis Winston has not firmly established that he is going to be a top 10 level quarterback at all in the NFL. Maybe. Maybe that possibility is there. Maybe that trajectory of success is following him and he will still end up good. And that's certainly one of the things the Bucks will have to decide as they weigh how to respond to this in general. Uh, I just read you the first three games of their season, which are absolutely brutal. So if Jameis Winston gets a three-game suspension, then uh, then this is going to turn into an interesting question for what he can do in the final 13 games of the season. Uh, but right now, with nearly 5,000 of you voting in the first half hour, would you cut Jameis Winston over the latest sexual assault allegations or pay him $20 million plus? 78% of you are saying that you would cut him. All right, so I think this story, we'll continue to pay attention to this uh, as, uh, as, the, as the week progresses and see what ends up coming from this story when the NFL, as reportedly has been the case, officially makes news and suspends Jameis Winston. But uh, I want to pivot a little bit here and talk NBA free agency because the NBA free agency will officially uh, get underway uh, with uh, with the launch of free agency on July 1st, which is on Sunday, I believe, correct? Sunday of this week, so six days from now. And the more I look and read to pay attention to everything out there on the free agent market, the more it is appearing to me highly unlikely that LeBron James is going to be able to put together a team good enough to go after the Golden State Warriors or the Houston Rockets. And I understand that all you out there in L.A. starting off your mornings or finishing off your nights are ecstatic about the idea of LeBron James going to the Lakers. But if you read uh, kind of the tea leaves of where people are going to be moving in free agency, follow me down the pathway of what seems to be the most likely. First of all, it seems most likely that Chris Paul is going to sign a Supermax deal with the Houston Rockets. That would keep Chris Paul and James Harden together down in Houston. It would also kill a lot of the availability of cap space to bring LeBron to Houston. I have been arguing that if he wants to win a championship, the best move LeBron James could make is to go to Houston and take less than the max contract. Maybe he and Chris Paul could both take less because they're such good friends, but it seems like both of these guys want as much money as they can possibly make. So I think Chris Paul is going to stay in Houston. There increasingly seems to be uh, a lot of smoke surrounding the idea that the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be able to sign Paul George to a Supermax and that he may end up staying in Oklahoma City. Now, last year, all the talk was Paul George is definitely going to go to the Lakers. He wants to come back to L.A., look at him at Disneyland. Everybody's losing their minds over he and his family going to Disneyland out in uh, Orange County. But it appears... It appears like there may be some momentum for the Oklahoma City Thunder to keep Paul George. Remember, Carmelo Anthony has re-upped 
uh, and 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 bought into his $28 million contract to stay at Oklahoma City. I think that actually hurts the team because I think Carmelo's basically done. But we know Russell Westbrook is there. Paul George, they seem to like to play together. They seem to have a good time. And at least early on, that seems to be the report. Okay, If that happens, then Kawhi Leonard still has a year left. Now, the San Antonio Spurs don't have to do anything. They can sit on him, hope that this uh, next year he and Greg Popovich can repair their relationship, and maybe they can convince him to re-up and sign a long-term deal to stay in San Antonio. If they do decide to trade him, that is the Spurs, word is that they have let it be known to the entire Western Conference, yeah, we're not going to trade Kawhi in the Western Conference. And if we do decide to trade him, we're going to trade him somewhere to the Eastern Conference. I think Boston is the most likely location for Kawhi. Where does that leave LeBron James? I just ran through all of those likely scenarios. If he goes to the Lakers, maybe DeMarcus Cousins is out there that could potentially sign somewhere. I don't see any way short of taking a substantial pay cut, that LeBron James is going to be able to move to a team and have that team be relevant in terms of uh, competing for a championship. Now, LeBron to the Lakers would be fabulous in terms of the amount of attention that it would give LeBron because he's in L.A., but LeBron gets lots of attention everywhere. That Lakers team with LeBron James, maybe 52-53 game winner, Maybe they win a series in the Western Conference. LeBron is out of the playoffs in April. And he's 34 years old, moving on to 35. I'm just looking at this situation right now. And I'm not seeing a way where he can move to another team and compete for a championship. I know the Cavs are not very good. But... I look at the Lakers roster and I look at the Cavs roster and I say in both these situations, LeBron's going to be on the 6th or 7th or 8th best team at best. What am I missing to hear Danny G? Like, are you, do you agree with my reading of the tea leaves? I tried to read everything about NBA free agency I could over the weekend. And obviously this thing can change in a, in a heartbeat. But if yeah. these things are breaking like I think they might break, that is Chris Paul staying with the Rockets, That is Paul George staying with the Thunder. That is the Spurs unwilling to trade Kawhi Leonard to anybody in the Western Conference. It seems like LeBron's ability to go get max money. Now, again, my advice to LeBron James has been take less than max money and go to a team that you could contend for a championship, in particular Houston. Because I think if he took less money and he went to Golden State, for instance, everybody would lose their mind and it would destroy the NBA. I think it would actually hurt LeBron. But if he went to Houston, get over the Warriors, and he took less money, and he and Chris Paul both took less money, and they ended up winning a championship there, I think a lot of people would say, okay, good for LeBron. He went to a team that needed the next like level to get to as opposed to going to a team that was already there. Well, so I'll, what I'll, am I missing here? Like, wh- What play does LeBron have? Because I do think the Supermax here – and the ability to make the most money by signing with your team is factoring in pretty heavily. It seems like Chris Paul wants, I mean, he'd be 38 at the end of this deal. I'm not sure it's a great move for the Rockets, 
But it seems like a lot of people are of the opinion, hey, that makes sense if he's just maximizing money. Paul George may be staying in Oklahoma City. What can LeBron do? Well, let's start with the San Antonio Spurs. I I would call their bluff, Clay, because the rumors are that they're in love with Brandon Ingram, but Magic Johnson does not want to let him leave L.A. I'm sorry, but if I'm Magic and Rob Palenka, I give them Brandon Ingram with a bow and whatever else they want. I get Kawhi Leonard to L.A. LeBron and Kawhi make an amazing one-two punch. Then... You traded for Kawhi, okay? So you, I just don't, I just don't. Let me take a step back. Yeah, why would the Spurs do that? Why would they create because Kawhi doesn't want to play there, right? And you don't want you you don't want that attitude and personality around the rest of your team. He is a a locker room cancer right now. I I understand that, but you could trade him somewhere in the Eastern Conference, get players for him. You couldn't get Brandon Ingram though. I think you could get pretty solid assets with the Celtics Brandon Ingram's going to be a star and whether it's with the Lakers in two seasons from now or with the Spurs or somebody else he has that potential we've seen it here in Southern California which is why Magic has tagged him as kind of the the golden boy the next star for the Lakers but if the Lakers want to win now and LeBron wants to have a chance in the West you need four players LeBron Kawhi as your two, Paul George as your third star, and then there's rumors over the weekend that LeBron would love to play with Kemba Walker, and the Hornets are willing to deal him, and they like Lonzo. Boom. I would go Lonzo for for Kemba straight up. You'd have LeBron, George, Kawhi Leonard, and Kemba Walker. I don't know that they could make that work from a salary cap perspective. If LeBron took more uh, less money, like you've been preaching, hey, then I would, it would wa- work. Yes, look, if LeBron is willing to take less money, then so it does makes he it- really want to win? No, I don't know. I-, I think the answer is yes, publicly. But if he's insisting on a max contract, if he's insist- insisting on making forty million dollars a year, first of all, I think you're going to end up with LeBron James and Chris Paul. Kobe Bryanting the franchise, by which I mean you are paying him far in excess of his value by the end of your contract. And maybe if he decides to stay in Cleveland, that's fine because what LeBron James has meant to the city of Cleveland is so substantial that much like the Kobe Bryant farewell tour, the end of LeBron James's career in Cleveland, if the team's not very good, people can just say a long goodbye but to me, like Chris Paul being 38 years old and making $45 million a year is insanity. I mean, to me, that is absolute insanity because I don't think he's going to be that good. With his, with his health history, the odds of him being great at 37 and 38, to me, are pretty low. Uh, and so I think a lot of these franchises are going to end up hamstringing themselves with these super max deals. But I don't, I, first of all, you think Paul, you don't buy into Paul George staying in Oklahoma City. I don't see it. They they had horrible chemistry there. You saw how everything you saw how Carmelo publicly. opted in for all that cash. Yes, and no one likes to play with Carmelo. It's just a bad mixture there in OKC. And I truly think Paul George wants to come home. Might be true, but right now he is saying at least publicly that he's seriously considering signing with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Maybe that's just posturing. Maybe it's about trying to get as many people interested in him as possibly could be interested. Maybe there's just not as much excitement for Paul George after 
what we saw from him in conjunction with Russell Westbrook, but also with how good Oladipo was and the fact that they felt like they got a steal. I, I think the Kawhi Leonard situation is intriguing because you're not buying into the idea that they're not going to... See, I if I'm the Spurs, I am looking around. I say the benefit that we have here with the Spurs is this organization has proven that we can win championships with Greg Popovich. Our fans know that we win at a high level. So we can make a trade and invest and not need to be good immediately. So I, I don't know that I buy into the idea that it's a smart move in the Western Conference to trade away a player that's as good as Kawhi and basically guarantee that you're fighting like they were this year to, to make the playoffs and then get run like they did by the Warriors. They were the seven seed, right, in the West. And without Kawhi, I mean, they fall basically probably, I mean, I don't know, what do they win? 41 games, 38 with just Popovich. And Popovich is 70 years old. I I just don't see an easy resolution here. I, I, I also don't know how long LeBron is going to drag this thing out when NBA free agency officially begins in six days. Remember Kevin Durant memorably on July 4th decided, hey, I'm going to go to team, you know, I'm going to go join the Golden State Warriors and that kind of upset everything about the NBA for the past two years. I'm curious how long it's going to take for everything to resolve itself. Yeah, I think the last big decision from LeBron happened on July 11th. Yeah, that's a long time of just sitting around debating what he's going to do. What do you guys think? Uh, Eddie Garcia and Justin Cooper, what to you is standing out and maybe the the linchpin on what happens in NBA free agency? Well, maybe this is just wishful thinking, but I don't think it's going to stay as pat as you think it is. I don't know that Chris Paul is going to stay in Houston. I don't think Paul George stays in Oklahoma City. I think, unfortunately, maybe we see LeBron staying in Cleveland, which is something I don't want to see happen because I'd love to see just kind of the the dominoes fall after he decides on where to go. Um, you know, I think that L.A. is a real possibility. I'd, I'd like to see him go to Boston uh, and join that team, and I think that could be a real challenge to the Golden State Warriors. Everything that I'm hearing is that he does not want to go to Houston, that he doesn't he doesn't like Houston. He doesn't want to live in Houston. Uh, that so. to me is that to me is such a stupid thing. Like if you are a pro athlete making twenty million plus a year, every city is pretty similar. I, you ever do this? Like if you are in a particular location, and you like every now and then I'll wake up and I'm in a hotel and I get out and I'm in a neighborhood and I'm like, if I just closed my eyes right now, would I know where I am? If you're in an insanely high-end neighborhood in Houston or you are in an insanely high-end neighborhood in Miami or in L.A. and you close your eyes and you just open them up, I don't think you know what city you're in. I don't think it's about the actual city, though, Clay. I don't think LeBron wants to play with Harden. Harden's not going to defer to LeBron, and those two definitely cannot share the ball. Remember when Chris Paul Paul joined the Rockets, what was everybody's criticism? Oh, how are they going to share the ball? Those two are not going to be able to play together, and they figured it out. But imagine LeBron trying to figure it out with James Harden. I I actually would be curious to see how that would work out because I could make you an argument that LeBron could dial back his minutes to uh, how many minutes did LeBron play this year? I mean, he played all 82 games, and they played every minute, it felt like, in every playoff game. 
But if he could dial back his minutes to 34 minutes a game, you know, and literally just kind of rest his legs and chill, that what the Rockets did a good job of was, I thought, when mixing them, first of all, they won 65 games. So let's let's start there. Secondly, there was a lot of time when Chris Paul and James Harden were not on the court together, and you could run the offense through one guy or the other. In other words, their rests uh, would always correspond when one guy was out there, he could carry him for five or six minutes without the other guy. I think you could probably do that with LeBron, Chris Harden, uh, James Harden, and Chris Paul. I think you could set it up so that all of them played fewer minutes, and that's the pitch I would make if I were the Rockets. I would sell LeBron on, yes, we understand. We got a lot of scores here. James Harden loves to dribble the basketball. He likes to have the ball in his hands. But you need to have the ball in your hands less and get more minutes of rest. And we can win 60-plus games here with you guys. There's zero doubt. Maybe we win 70, but you know, it's not the goal to win a lot of regular season games and push yourself to the max like the Warriors did when they lost to you in seven games and had to go seven in the Western Conference as well. What we want to do is maintain and make sure that we're hitting full stride by the time the playoff starts. That, by the way, is my same argument for why LeBron wouldn't necessarily fit that well with the 76ers, because to me, Ben Simmons and LeBron is much worse of a matchup. Notwithstanding how bad he shot down the stretch, James Harden has the ability to score a lot of points, and LeBron James could set him up to have some amazing opportunities to get clear looks at the basket, which he doesn't get very often now. Ben Simmons can't shoot. The guy doesn't even attempt three-pointers. LeBron wants everybody on the basketball court to clear out and give him space and let him have the opportunity to feed them to score. So I actually see a little bit more controversy with the Sixers than I do with the uh, with the, what would happen with Houston. And remember, it, Kyrie got upset about it, but it seemed at times that LeBron James was fine taking a back seat and letting Kyrie Irving have the ball and score without LeBron James needing to be the primary focus of the entire offense. And I think if he's smart, the fact that he's turning 34 – he needs to understand how to start to rest his body a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's crazy. Uh, Eddie Garcia, uh, what's shaking? Let us know what's uh, going on in the world of sports. Well, we'll start with baseball, where we had the Red Sox shutting out the Mariners 5-0. Chris Sale, seven shutout innings, struck out 13. His help, he helped Boston move back into a tie with New York for the AL East lead as the Yankees lost to the Rays 7-6 in 12 innings. Tampa Bay wrapping up a sweep of New York. Dodgers beat the Mets 8-7 in 11 innings. LA hit a major league record seven solo home runs in the game, including Justin Turner's game winner in the top of the 11th. Mets have now lost 12 straight to the Dodgers. Braves over the Orioles 7-3. Atlanta now has a two-and-a-half game lead on Philadelphia atop the NL East. Phillies lost to the Nationals 8-6 Sunday night. Soccer day 11 at the World Cup. England all over Panama 6-1. Japan and Senegal play to a 2-2 draw. Colombia shuts out Poland 3-0. Day 12 of the World Cup gets underway at 12 a.m. Eastern this morning. On Fox, you've got Russia versus Uruguay. On FS1, it's Egypt against Saudi Arabia. The support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Good stuff as always. Poll question up. Would you cut Jameis Winston over the latest sexual assault allegations against him or pay him $20 million plus next year? 7,000 of you have voted in uh, the beginning less than an hour of this poll question. 78% of you are saying cut him. Uh, anybody else, uh, I don't know if we got Justin Cooper, any additional thoughts on the NBA free agency there uh, in terms of breaking it down? 
I mean, I, I mean, not really. I, I've said it before. I don't. I don't want LeBron in LA. Um, I would. I would like Kawhi to come over here. But like you said, they said that they're not willing to trade him to a Western Conference team, which would make sense because if if they do trade him to a, a Western Conference team. I think that tells me that they believe that there's, you know, something there with his his quad injury and that he's never going to be right again. So the fact that they don't want to trade him to a Western Conference team tells me that they do think he's going to be healthy and they don't want him to come back and, you know, bite them. And everybody out there is terrified of the Kevin Durant situation. I mean, that seems to be the number one fear in the NBA. That motivated everything the Pacers did when they decided they had to unload Paul George. This idea that he's going to walk and they're going to get nothing in exchange. And I almost think you have to call Kawhi Leonard on a bluff here if you are the Spurs. And what I mean by that is, ultimately, if he's going to walk, Kawhi Leonard is going to have to leave this Supermax contract on the table with the Spurs. I just just legitimately question how many guys, LeBron maybe won, are willing to leave the team that can pay them the most money and take much less money elsewhere. It's relatively rare that any guys do that. So I understand everybody saying, oh, the pressure is on the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard's letting it be known that he wants to be traded. But if you're the Spurs, don't you have enough equity built up in your franchise that if you lose the signature element of your franchise and Kawhi Leonard leaves you with nothing, and pulls a Kevin Durant. Don't you have all those championships that you've built over the years and just say, okay, we'll go back into the drivers and we'll redo it. We'll rebuild and become great again. Because I'm not sure that the Spurs right now have that great of a team surrounding Kawhi Leonard and that they have a championship caliber team. I think that's a little bit different than Indiana which if they lost Paul George or Oklahoma City loses Kevin Durant, neither one of those franchises has ever really won anything. So what really stung about Kevin Durant leaving was, okay, we haven't won a championship with Kevin Durant, and we feel like we were really close, and now we have to figure out a way to scramble and rebuild. And I think Indiana was never quite ever, in its entire history as a franchise, has never quite been able to get over that hump. Right, You go back all the way to when they were playing against Michael Jordan. The Pacers are kind of this right on the fringe of being a great team, a championship caliber team that can never quite get there. LeBron won Cleveland a championship, so I think their fan base is going to say, ah, this sucks, I hate to lose him, but we're a championship franchise, we'll get back there again someday. And the Spurs certainly believe that they are a championship franchise and that they will get back there again too. So the fan bases are more willing to have faith in the people who are running those franchises than they might be in Oklahoma City and in Indiana. The pressure is not the same. So I feel like if I am the Spurs, I'm not necessarily going to give in to this idea that Kawhi Leonard is going to walk. I understand he wants to go to L.A., but is he going to go to L.A. and take – 20, 30, 40 million dollars less to go play in LA? I'm not sure about that. Uh, final segment of hour two. Let's get into the Animal Thunderdome a little bit here. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick, the coverage Monday edition from the Geico Outkick Studios on Fox Sports Radio. 
Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's go ahead and uh, play the music, boys. It's Animal Thunderdome time. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I have a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. Clay, kangaroos are taking over. You might have seen over the weekend how a kangaroo interrupted a soccer match in Australia. Was jumping around for a while on the field. They were that, even kicking the way, soccer balls at it. Exactly what I would expect that at any point in time, a kangaroo in Australia might interrupt a soccer game. Yeah, pretty common there, but still, it's been making the rounds on US TV. And another kangaroo incident. This happened in Dotson, Montana. A Montana Highway Patrol trooper. All right, so before you even go any further, uh-huh. I do not expect kangaroo incidents to oh, happen hell in no. Montana. No. I've been, to, think, I've been to Montana, and I've seen a lot of wildlife. Would never think in a million years you'd bump into a kangaroo there. All right, so what happened? That's, that is a, a big like kind of record scratch moment that you would have a kangaroo involved in the <laughs> Animal Thunderdome in Montana anyway. So this Montana Highway Patrol trooper says that two people were injured after the driver swerved their vehicle to avoid hitting a kangaroo that was hopping across the road. Trooper Matt Finley told KWYB-TV that he thought it was a joke when he was responding to the call last Wednesday morning out on Highway 2 until he saw the kangaroo himself. He says there there is a kangaroo farm that is located west of Dotson, so this one must have escaped. It says the people in the vehicle suffered minor injuries after their vehicle rolled. He did not attempt to capture the kangaroo because it was too fast. <laughs> Dotson is located in Phillips County, which is in northern Montana. Can you imagine if you'd had a couple of drinks and you were out <laughs> on the road and you thought you saw a kangaroo on the road and you swerved to avoid it? Also, uh, there, there's some mean suckers from what we hear about kangaroos. Imagine a kangaroo farm. Oh, I mean, I, I, why, I guess they feed... Uh, well, is kangaroo good to eat? Is that why they would have a kangaroo farm in Montana? Uh, that's a good question. I've never I mean, heard what else of anybody be, eating kangaroo. But what else would you be growing them for? Like, why would you have a farm in Montana for kangaroo unless they were to be eaten? We'll have to research that. Seems like a strange move. Uh, this was also unfortunate. Uh, we go to Alaska, where Anchorage police have found a brown bear believed to have killed a man and suspected of injuring another man. Actually, we don't know if they had found this. I don't know what the update is on this. Do I need to hit refresh, like in Anchorage? Have they found this killer bear yet? I don't know. Update. Let's see. Uh, the updates, I don't know. I don't know if they found this bear yet, but they said that uh, they were out searching. They found a dead man, and then the member of the search party looking for him was also attacked by the same bear. So we've got a serial killer bear, basically, loose in Anchorage. Uh, and uh, it appears the brown bear was protecting the body of the other man it killed when it attacked the member of the search party. Uh, Let me just say this. Keeping its food warm? Uh, maybe, I guess. <laughs> but you got to be pretty brave if you think that somebody has been killed by a bear to go on the search party looking for the guy who got killed by the bear, right? 
Yeah, that needs to be a family member. Oh, that is uh, that is crazy. I'm trying to see if there's an update here about whether or not they have uh, they have uncovered or whether we still have the serial killer uh, bear uh, missing or not. And I can't really tell. So uh, if somebody out there is listening in Alaska, let me know if they have found that uh, that serial killer bear. Other detail story here, and I thought this was wild. We've talked a lot about tigers uh, and how many of them there are and everything else. This is an unbelievable story. The headline is, uh, more tigers live in the U.S. backyards than in the entire world. You want a stat that will blow your mind for Monday morning. That is a stat that should blow your mind. There are more tigers in U.S. backyards than in the entire world. Right now, there are over 7,000 tigers living in the United... This blew my mind. Over 7,000 tigers living in the United States, whereas there are only 3,900 tigers worldwide still alive right now. See, we used to only think it was drug kingpins who had these as pets. There must be tons of people out there that just keep these tigers. When I saw this story, I couldn't believe it. Would you have ever believed there are twice as many tigers being kept as pets in the United States as live in the entire rest of the world combined? I Like you said, we used to just think it was drug dealers who had all these ridiculous uh, tigers in their backyards. Evidently not. There must be a ton of normal people who are just like, you know what I want? I want a tiger. Not just Mike Tyson uh, in Las Vegas either. So uh, there's your Animal Thunderdome to start off your Monday Final hour of the Monday edition of Outkick the Coverage up next. We'll go back into the World Cup. We'll talk uh, NBA free agency, and we'll circle back around with what was our number one story of the day and update you on the poll results as nearly 10,000 people have voted. What do you do about the Jameis Winston mess? All that and more. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. Thanks for hanging with us here in the Geico Outkick studios. Jameis Winston, the NBA, and the World Cup next. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I am Clay Travis, final hour of the show, off and running. Thank you for spending your Monday morning with us. I would say there are three big stories in the world of sports that are kind of circling, and we will hit all three here uh, as we begin hour number three. First is... The World Cup. And I don't know. I need to just poll. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about this. What percentage of you overall are watching the World Cup? As we come up on the end of the first round, if you're not a World Cup aficionado, the way it works is there are eight different groups of four teams, 32 total teams who make the World Cup. 16 teams advance, two teams from each of these pods of four teams. And so, so far, there are six teams that have qualified and will be advancing for sure, regardless of what happens in their third game. And those six teams are as follows. Russia, France, England, Uruguay, Croatia, and Belgium are six of the 16 teams that will also be advancing. Now, they haven't officially, officially advanced, I don't think yet. Mexico... Mexico is in really good shape to advance. I am told that we have an incredible call of a goal by Mexico. They are 2-0. and They have six total points. You get three points for a win, one point for a tie slash draw. And so here is Mexico as they are now 2-0 and on their goal that was scored over the weekend. Here comes the ball.
Uh, that is kaboom, one hell of he said. a goal line. He said kaboom. Uh, yeah, that is a uh, fantastic call. So Mexico, not officially, officially in. If you're curious, like, okay, who's favored to actually win this thing? It's wide open. Uh, the most recent odds, and I just retweeted this from Odd Shark. Brazil is plus 450, four and a half to one. Spain is four and a half to one. Germany, six and a half to one. Belgium, eight to one. France, eight and a half to one. England, nine to one. Croatia, 14 to one. Portugal, 18 to one. Argentina, 22 to one. Mexico, 25 to one. Uruguay, 30 to one. Colombia, 33 to one. Russia, 40 to one. So that is uh, that is your top of the line, most likely teams to win the World Cup. So that is going on. There are four games today, and I got to tell you, I'm not sure you could have off the top any less compelling of games. This is pretty. This is pretty funny in and of itself. There's four games going on today. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you which those games are going to be because I think you're going to want to build your life around this. At uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, Saudi Arabia, Egypt. So that's a big one. Uh, you throw out the record books whenever Saudi Arabia and Egypt are playing. Follow that up with Uruguay against Russia, then Iran against Portugal, and Spain against Morocco. That is not an ideal slate of games. What percentage of our audience do you guys believe could get all eight of these countries in the right location without the names of the countries on the globe? Like if I just, right now, if we had a test and I were able to simultaneously just put out the test, and I'm giving you, I'm going to put and make it even a little bit easier, I will number the correct country. You just have to get it correct. What percentage could go eight for eight? Hmm. And what okay, country? So you're going like, to number it? That, that, I'm going to number it one to eight. So, for instance, you should be able to see, oh, that's the Middle East. I know that is either Saudi Arabia or Iran or Egypt, which is obviously at the top of the Middle yeah. East. Yeah. So I think if you number it, half our listening audience would get it. Man, I'm. And which one? Which country do you think? Like Uruguay, I think nobody would be able to get Uruguay. If I number it, because you know it's in South America, you'd be that's, able to get it. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking but I could get otherwise, it. But if you, if you, yeah, if you didn't number it, no, I'd be lost. Okay, no numbering. What percentage of our audience could, <laughs> could correctly label all eight of these countries mm. on the globe? That would be our brainiacs. It would be our elite. I'm going 5%. Yeah, I was going to say like... That would mean 1 in 20 of you listening right now. You're being generous. I was going to say our elite 3%. Because I think no, like Uruguay would be, I think, the most difficult. Russia is a big, sprawling monstrosity of a country, so I think some people would get Russia. I think people know Saudi Arabia a little bit because of the war, and so they're like, oh, I know Saudi Arabia roughly, maybe. I think Morocco would be really tough. I think most people would get Spain, but I think Uruguay would be the one that everybody would fail on. But th- these are like... The Monday games right now in the World Cup, they have to be looking at this and be like, Saudi Arabia against Egypt, yeah, not that excited about Saudi Arabia against Egypt. Uruguay against Russia, uh, no. Iran against Portugal, maybe Portugal because you get to go see the most gorgeous man to ever play sports in Ronaldo. Otherwise, there's no point in that game. And Spain and Morocco, I don't think a lot of people are interested in that one either. But uh, but that is the uh, that is the lineup to see what's going to happen today in the World Cup. So that is one story that is out there. The World Cup, I watched a lot of it over the weekend. England got a massive win early in the morning yesterday. 
uh, and they are in great shape, despite the fact that usually England exists to break the heart of soccer fans over overseas. They're in great shape, and Germany got a miraculous, amazing, spectacular goal late to uh, to beat Sweden uh, after it looked like Germany was in legitimate trouble whether or not they would be able to advance. So that's the World Cup update for you guys. All right, In uh, the second spot, I would say, uh, of the three major stories, and it's kind of a slow-moving, ongoing story, it's NBA free agency. What is going to end up happening in NBA free agency? The latest, uh, and we, I feel like we need uh, like the days of our lives or as the world turns music in the background, the latest reports at least, and I read up on everything over the weekend, Paul George may be going to re-up with Oklahoma City. Kawhi Leonard, according to basically every report we've seen, there we go, we got the, the music in the background there. What is this from? This is from... I don't know. We every time we clown LeBron when he sounds sad in a soundbite, we play this. Yeah, but what mute? What, like this is from something out there that I've, I feel like I've watched. I'm not sure. I know listeners were tweeting us over the weekend because Fox TV stole this for one of their promos over the weekend. Oh, bastards! Um, so Paul George potentially back to Oklahoma City. Uh, the reports are that Kawhi Leonard will not be traded to the Western Conference by the Spurs. Whether or not that remains true, we will wait and see. That Chris Paul has told people in Houston that LeBron's not coming there and, oh, by the way, that he wants a Supermax contract and that LeBron seems to be playing his uh, cards fairly close to his chest. But if you pay attention to the offshore odds markets, LeBron James has moved to minus 350 to sign with the Lakers. So all of the betting uh, chips that are on the table right now seem to be directed towards LeBron heading to the Lakers. What caliber of talent will he have there? We don't know. All right, that story is ongoing. NBA free agency officially begins on Sunday. I don't know about you guys. I just want this thing to resolve itself. The NBA free agency is more interesting than the NBA regular season, but my God, it drags on forever. And I feel like, where is LeBron James going to go? I feel like once, and this is just rinse and repeat for the last decade of my life, the decision 1.0, the decision 2.0, now we're on to the decision 3.0, and we'll see what LeBron James ends up deciding to do. Maybe some of these situations will resolve themselves soon after free agency begins on the first. Maybe we'll even find out before the first that guys are committing and going to stay in their particular locations. Okay, the other big story that is out there. We have yet to get the official news report of this being done by the NFL. But last weekend on Thursday and Friday, last week on Thursday and Friday, it began to trickle out that the NFL was going to suspend Jameis Winston for uh, an alleged sexual assault in an Uber. If you're not familiar with this story, the essence of it is this. LeBron James was out in Scottsdale, Arizona. This was in uh, a couple of years ago now. The story initially came out in November of 17 through the Uber driver. LeBron, uh, sorry, LeBron James. Jameis Winston was out. He was out with two other guys. One of them is a former defensive back with the uh, Florida State Seminoles, Darby, who I believe now plays for, is he with the Eagles? I think he's with the Eagles, uh, Darby, who was at Florida State with Jameis Winston. One of you guys confirm which team Darby is with now. Uh, he was a witness in the initial sexual assault case with, uh, with Jameis Winston. All right, so the Jameis Winston case when Jameis Winston was accused of rape by a fellow Florida State student, one of the witnesses that said, no, no, it was consensual, was 
Jameis Winston's roommate, uh, who now plays for the Eagles, last name of Darby. So one of the two guys that Winston is out with is Darby. All right, they are out at uh, at this uh, Scottsdale club. The other guy that he is with is a guy by the name of Brandon Banks, who right now is serving a 15-year prison sentence for rape at Vanderbilt University. So of the people that Jameis Winston is choosing, uh, is, is choosing to spend his time with, one of them is now in prison for rape. The other one was a witness that says he did not rape someone. Reports are that he got, in, he got drunk and that both these guys decide we're going to send Jameis Winston home. They put him into an Uber. Darby is now saying, as he said before, oh, Jameis Winston didn't do anything wrong. There were three people in the Uber, and Jameis Winston was sitting in the back seat with me, and nothing happened. The other guy, Brandon Banks, is saying that's not true. We put Jameis Winston into this Uber by himself. He was sitting up up front beside the woman who was driving, and the woman filed a complaint with Uber, said she went to a drive-thru with a fast food restaurant. Jameis Winston wanted to get fast food. And while they were in the fast food drive line, Jameis Winston reached over and groped her. And she reported that immediately, and Jameis Winston was banned from ever being able to ride in Uber again. That story comes out in November. The NFL has since investigated and now the report is that Jameis Winston is going to be suspended for three games. Now, this is, to me, a different level of stupidity by Jameis Winston. Because if you are him, and you have been charged with sexual assault and rape before by public allegations, charges were not brought because the Tallahassee Police Department did not investigate it, because they didn't find all this corroborating evidence that they would have if they had uh, investigated it aggressively. Wouldn't you avoid ever putting yourself into a situation like this again? And by the way, people say, oh, Winston was found innocent. No, no, no. Winston was never found innocent of these charges. There was a determination made that they could not prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he was a rapist. Florida State independently conducted their own investigation at the school under a Title IX investigation. And do you know what the results were of their investigation? They found it dead even, 50% likely that he raped her and 50% likely that it was consensual. Now, if you don't think that was threading a needle, if they had found him 50.1% liable, he would have been kicked out of school. If they had found her 49.9% unbelievable, then Jameis Winston would have been not guilty under their uh, sexual their, their Title IX investigation. Instead, the arbiter there found it exactly believable that she was telling the truth and exactly believable that he was telling the truth, meaning that they managed to end up dead even. Was there or was there not a rape? It is a coin flip basically. So he wasn't found innocent of this. He was found exactly half likely to have done it and half likely to have not done it. If that had all happened and you had spent years and you had ultimately paid this woman a lot of money to settle her civil lawsuit, 
Would you have ever put yourself into a position where you could be charged with sexual assault again? This is my issue with Jameis Winston in general. The guy doesn't make good decisions off the field. If you were being investigated for sexual assault while you were on a college campus, would you have stood up on a table in a crowded dining area and screamed a popular internet meme about pussy willows being involved? Would you then also steal crab legs from Publix? Would you have a uh, BB gun and shoot up an apartment building and do thousands of dollars in damage to that apartment building? Would you ever put yourself into a position again where you could be charged with sexual assault? I think the answer's got to be no. I would employ a security guard to follow me around everywhere who would never touch alcohol, who would ensure that I stayed out of trouble. If I were ever in a position where I was alone with a woman, I would have her sign a sexual consent form if I was going to sleep with her. I might also have her record a video consenting so she couldn't make it up later. I would be so incredibly nervous and terrified over the reputation that I had that I would never allow myself to be in this situation again. And yet here we are with Jameis Winston, accused of groping an Uber driver. He said, she said, first time it happens. I think a lot of times there is leniency and people say, you know what? We don't know what happened. I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the accused because it's hard to prove. Every subsequent time that somebody else says this happened to me, I think it becomes less likely that you believe the accused. And so now with Jameis Winston, if you are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this is our poll question, this is a really difficult decision to make. What do you do? Because at the end of next year, they're on the hook to pay him $20 million plus. He's going to potentially miss the first three games of the season, maybe more, maybe less. It's not official yet. But if he misses the first three games of the twenty of his fourth season, the 2018 season, how in the world, given all this circumstance, can you decide he's the face of my franchise? I'm going to give him $20 million plus. Even if you're willing to give him the benefit of the doubt with the initial rape accusation, You already drafted him number one overall. Wouldn't you be furious that he could put himself in this situation again? And doesn't that make it sound like he might have a legitimate problem? Because if you were in a situation where you were accused of rape, this is my position on this, and you didn't do it, let's say he's 100% innocent, wouldn't you be so terrified of what happened to you that you would learn your lesson and never put yourself into a situation like that ever again. If you want to compare him to Ben Roethlisberger, in the wake of Ben Roethlisberger's case, where he was investigated for sexual assault in a Georgia bar, Roethlisberger changed his life. He got married. There hasn't been, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, there hasn't been a hint of impropriety surrounding Ben Roethlisberger since that incident in Georgia that I'm aware of. He basically stopped drinking. 
I think he's, he took himself out of those situations. And he got married, and I think, I think I'm correct in this, that he has not had a whiff of impropriety since then. Not a peep. Not a peep, right? So that's what you would want somebody to do in the wake of something bad that happens to them. Learn your lesson. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't charged with a crime, just like Jameis Winston wasn't charged with a crime. He got suspended for multiple games, I believe. And since that time... Roethlisberger's gotten married. He seems to have cleaned up his image, and he doesn't put himself into situations like that again. How does Jameis Winston put himself into this situation? And how ugly is this going to get, given that we're now in the modern Me Too era? A lot of people are going to go back and look at the rape case and say, man, do I believe this girl more now that I know that Jameis Winston sitting in an Uber would reach over and grope a woman driving the car? Now, the woman didn't file a criminal complaint. She made the decision to notify Uber instead, which got Jameis Winston banished from ever being able to ride an Uber. Think about that. How many of you use Uber? That's pretty bad when you get banned from ever using the Uber car service because of the way that you treated a driver, allegedly. And maybe that driver's going to end up talking to police, and maybe they're going to actually end up doing their own investigation of this too. And if that's the case, what a mess this is. Some of you may say, why didn't she go to the police when this happened? I don't know is the first answer. My second thought is there's probably a lot of women out there listening to us right now that have had their butts grabbed when they didn't want their butt grabbed, that have had their boobs maybe grabbed when they didn't want their boobs grabbed in public in some way. And they were just like, man, that guy's a jerk, but I'm not going to contact the police. But the number of girls that have been out in a dance club or a, and it's unfortunate, but the number of women that have been out in a club of some sort or a bar setting and had somebody, a guy, grope them or grab them inappropriately is probably pretty high. Right? Like you're in a crowded kind of club situation. Maybe you're on the dance floor. You get touched in a way that you don't want to. And if you see the guy, like you shove him or you get away from him, I think most women would not report that to authorities. You might tell the guy who's the manager of the bar if you knew him. You might get somebody kicked out. But the odds of that becoming a a, a serious criminal charge are low. Doesn't mean it's correct, but I think it certainly means that it it could happen. Um, But to me, the question that's out there about this is how do you respond? So I'm going to take your calls. I want to continue to get your reactions. The poll question is up to, if you can't call in, over 10,000 of you have voted. Would you cut Jameis Winston over the latest sexual assault allegations against him coming out of this Uber ride? Or would you pay him $20 million plus next year? 78% of you are saying you would cut him. What do you say? Open phones, 877-996-6369. And also, how much of a mess is this for the NFL going forward for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and for the league in general and Jameis Winston personally? I think it's a mushroom cloud of a mess. We'll discuss. I'll take your calls. Weigh in, 877-996-6369. I'm Clay Travis. You're listening to Outkick the Coverage, Monday edition on Fox Sports Radio. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. 
True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. This is a confident show. We are talking about uh, the Jameis Winston uh, case as it continues to resolve itself. Got uh, several calls. Let me dive into those right now. Tyrone in Birmingham, what would you do? Well, Clay, uh, let, me, let me do this first. Let me ask you something. Um, what would you consider is above average income for uh, a, a male in the U.S.? Not athletes, just like an average guy out there. Yeah, who's making average a guy. Yeah, average uh, guy. It depends on the age, obviously, because a forty or fifty year old guy would be making more than a guy in the twenties. But I think if you're making, you know, sixty thousand dollars, fifty five thousand dollars, that's above average income for the average guy in the United States. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Another question. All right. Out of married guys, um, ten being the highest. Well, we're doing in percentage. What percentage of married guys cheat? Uh, I have no idea. One. Two, uh, I would say half. Okay. A guy with some money. Okay, well, I'm going to say uh, I just looked it up. One percent, if, if, uh, 1%, if you make over $465,000 a year, you're you're in the top one percent of earners in the U.S. according to the IRS. Yeah, that's right? a great that's a great stat. All right, so if you make okay. uh, for those of us out there that make over four hundred and sixty thousand dollars, you're in the top one percent. Are you going to go with continue? But I bet yeah. you're going to go with what percentage of guys who are in the top one percent cheat? Yeah, that's why I didn't know I'm gonna get the James. Yeah. All go right, ahead. so uh, top one percent, I think it's higher because I think the more money you have, the more women try to sleep with you. I think okay. the more, as Chris Rock used to say, a man is as faithful as his options. Um, so I think that, and I think most women would agree, that the more money a man has, the more likelihood there is that he's going to have options to sleep with women. Whether he's single or married, the more money you have, the better your options are when it comes to women. The one thing, that options and resources. Resources give you the ability to do stuff that can hide more, more money, more problems, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, with that being said, right? Okay, with Jameis. All right, and I'm here in Birmingham, which is where he's from, right? Town, yep. which is a suburb of Birmingham. All right. Okay. Now, he's been dating the same girl basically for the same. It's his fiance, time. right? I don't know his pro- yeah. private life, but I believe he's yeah. got a he's got yeah. a fiance. He's got a kid or, or multiple kids. I'm uh, not sure which, but yeah. <laughs> And I'm not bringing her to this conversation by no. I'm just saying this. When women, and I'm asking you this because you, 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 you I, I'm, I'm assuming you got a little bread, right? And um, what percentage, especially when you're an athlete or just famous in general, do women that marry or date those guys do they automatically know that? infidelity infidelity comes with it or are they really that blinded by hey he only wants me what what that, that that's a struggle for me number one now he like using his example he's been knowing this girl from high school so she's not a good example but when you meet women when you're rich that's different when you meet a woman when you're not rich right 
because yeah. no way Jay-Z gets Beyonce <laughs> if he's not loaded. <laughs> Ugly as he is, yes. I'm just being real. Ugly as he is, no way he gets a conversation with How can I'm, – I'm getting off track here, but what do women know going in when you date a guy, not, not just with money, but money and fame? Because those are two – they can be totally two different things. Do women know going in, hey, I'm going to have to deal with this? Are they really that blinded that now he just wants me? That's, that's, that's something that you know. See, I'm asking you because I know you know a lot of famous people. Yeah. You may not know them on the prayer, but you hear stuff, and a lot of stuff that you probably know about guys that are married, you know what they do beyond that, but you can't get on the radio and say it because you don't have any proof or whatever. They just want to do it anyway. But since you're in that world, I'm asking you, what percentage of those women know that going in, hey, I'm just going to have to deal with that? You know it's, it's, so, it's, it's a good question. Um, I think that it, there's, a, there's a certain level of, first of all, it depends, right? Like every guy is not the same. In general, I think the number of faithful pro athletes is low. And I think there are a lot of women out there who've been married to pro athletes. And I think there's two different kinds of ways you can approach that. One, you can be kind of willfully blind. It's like, and I think it happens with politicians too. Like Hillary Clinton, when she was married to Bill Clinton, I think there's probably a lot of smoke. But I think for a lot of years, she was like, oh, I'm not even going to worry about this. And I think that happens with politicians too, because they're in similarly in the public eye. And there are women constantly throwing themselves at them. That's, my, by the way, my argument. So I think a lot of women are just like, like the lifestyle is good enough. I just don't care. Right? I wish my husband was perfect. But if I have to choose between having a faithful husband who makes $24,000 a year or an unfaithful husband that makes $24 million a year, I think there are a ton of women out there that would say, I'll take the unfaithful husband who makes $24 million a year over the faithful husband who makes 24000 a year. So I think a lot of that is just kind of a thought process. And by the way, they may not be faithful either. But that argument rolls in with my argument here, which is if I'm Jameis Winston, I have to protect myself, maybe even from myself. Go out, if you're going to go out to a bar or nightclub, go out with a security guard. Go out with your own driver who's got a car there so you don't get into an Uber with a stranger. Always have witnesses with you and make sure that you never put yourself into that situation again, which is the situation that he's in. Be smart enough to understand your weaknesses. And you'd like to say just don't ever behave inappropriately, but in this day and age, who knows what's true and what isn't? You're a target. Now, this Uber driver doesn't seem to have targeted him because I don't think she's made him pay her any money yet. But don't put yourself into that position. Sal in Virginia. What's up, Sal? She hasn't uh, made him pay anything yet, but you know, it's, it's to my understanding, Clay, that this, this case happened almost three years ago, and it's now just now being addressed so what i don't understand is why is why is this being reported like this is something new and that this guy continually is a knucklehead when in in, in actuality that's not the case well it still would be the case that he's a continual knucklehead this story did not go public until november of last year 
So know, there but was. Been, but it's been almost three years, though, quite. And the way it's being reported is that it just happened. But and why does that? Not, why hold on? If you were Jamin, why does it matter when it happened? Because I mean, people. It goes to the whole argument of you know, should he be cut? Because every time you turn around, you know, he's getting in trouble, and that's not. And that's not. That's not accurate, quite. It's not accurate. I, I don't. I don't understand your argument at all. If he's stupid two years ago. Why does it matter if he's if he stupid six months ago? Either way, thanks for the call. Either way, he's a professional athlete who is being paid millions of dollars to stay out of trouble. Now, if you tell me, oh, he stopped drinking since three years ago, oh, since two years ago, he doesn't out go out anymore. He's changed his life. That's a spin zone you can put on this and say he's not the same person who was groping a woman in an Uber. But the stories all for Jameis Winston are the same, making dumb decisions off the field. Let me go to Jeff in Juneau, Alaska. Hey, Clay. Yeah. Yeah, um, you say it all the time. What, what, when, you're, uh, when your deficits outweigh your value, you're gone. Yeah. He, he, you're, you're saying it right there. I mean, his problem, was, his problem my line I always say is when your problems outweigh your talents – then you are expendable. And I think that's the question the Bucks have to ask themselves right. is, to what extent are Jameis's problems yeah. exceeding his talents? This guy should be smart enough to see that stuff. and He, he, he can't handle his, his position and his money and his fame because he's not smart enough to see that if he gets, puts himself in that position, this is going to happen. It's like the thumb on your hand. Man. If you can't see that, then you're pretty stupid. I think, and wouldn't you say? Yeah, I appreciate the call. I think that the question that the Bucks are going to have to, and a lot of you are saying, hey, I'd just kick him to the curb. He's not good enough. Now, I think your answers would be different if this were a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. If this were Russell Wilson or this were Aaron Rodgers or this were Tom Brady, I think you would say, well, let's become... And remember, if this were just one story with Jameis Winston, like I would give him 100% the benefit of the doubt here. But I think every time a woman says you behave inappropriately and adds another to the to the laundry list of issues that you have, it's harder and harder to say, oh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I remember that headline when Bill Cosby was standing trial. It was like, oh, it's a he said, she said. No, actually, it's a he said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said. She. If you keep adding up a lot of women who are saying, hey, I've got issues with this guy, I think it's harder and harder to believe the guy is not behaving inappropriately. And now with Jameis Winston, we've got a couple of these things that are out there, and they're somewhat similar. And I'd be troubled by them if I were the Bucks and if I was the NFL. Eddie Garcia, what's shaking the world sports? Well, Clay, let's get you caught up on some baseball games. A note from Sunday, Red Sox blank. The Mariners 5-0. Boston now is tied with New York once again for the AL East lead. Yankees lose to the Rays 7-6 in 12 innings. Tampa Bay with a series sweep of New York. Dodgers set a major league record with seven solo home runs in their 8-7 win over the Mets in 11 innings. Justin Turner's solo shot in the top of the 11th was the difference. Mets have now lost 12 straight to the Dodgers. Braves over the Orioles 7-3. Phillies lose to the the Nationals 8-6, so Atlanta now is a two-and-a-half game lead on Philadelphia atop the NLE. Soccer Day 11 at the World Cup. England crushed Panama 6-0. Japan and Senegal played to a 2-2 draw. Colombia over Poland 3-0. Day 12 of the World Cup gets underway at 10 a.m. Eastern this morning. On Fox, you've got Russia versus Uruguay. 
on FS1. It's Egypt versus Saudi Arabia. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Good stuff as always, Eddie Garcia. We'll close out. I'll ask the crew what we should do. World Cup will make picks uh, as we come in on the beginning of the second round. Gets closer and closer. Uh, and also, NBA free agency news continues to be the order of the day. More Jameis Winston, all that and more. You can call in if you want, 877-996-6369. This is Outkick Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier Uh, We're talking about the World Cup, we're talking about the NBA, and we're talking about Jameis Winston, all three of the big stories, I believe, as we begin Monday, new week. Hope all of you are having a fantastic morning. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, Julian in Arkansas wants to weigh in. What's up, Julian? What's going on, Clay? Um, I just want to weigh in and say something I haven't heard on any of the talk show radios. is that only, um, you know, you can be heterosexual, homosexual, it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it's just straight up that it's ugly athletes that get blamed or, you know, for these incidences, Ben Roethlisberger, Jimmy Winston. I mean, compared to the likes of Tom Brady, Jimmy G, Cam Newton, and Rodgers, they're just unattractive. So I really think that they've had a complex in high school that, you know, the good-looking athletes have got all the girls, but all of a sudden they have this money and this power and this fame. Now they feel entitled, like, now that the women will want them. That's an unbelievable theory. I'm going to have to unpack here for a minute. You think that the guys that are ugly are more likely to have issues with women when they become famous. I don't know. Absolutely. OJ was a pretty good-looking dude. Right? I mean, like, I'm just immediately thinking, okay, like, let's, you're requiring me to think about how good-looking athletes are that have had issues. OJ, is it fair to say OJ, really good-looking guy? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say fairly. All right, so he committed a double murder. Uh, and it was a double murder predicated on his poor relationship with his wife, Nicole Brown Simpson. Not a sexual assault, though, Clay. It's true. He did not get accused of rape. He only double murdered. So I think I think that it's an interesting theory from Julian. I think just immediately invalidated. Jameis Winston, not that good of a looking a guy. Ben Roethlisberger, not that good looking of a guy. I I think that it's more likely Kobe Bryant's a pretty good looking guy. All right. I think we just invalidated that argument. All right. Kobe Bryant, OJ, both pretty good looking guys. They had issues with women too. So I think what it is is lack of maturity and maybe maybe Jameis Winston's just not a good dude. Right? I mean, when you really think about it, the vast majority of men are gonna go through our entire lives and never have one person ever accuse us of behaving inappropriately when it comes to sex the vast vast majority of men the vast majority of you listening to me this morning as you drive into work or school are never going to have issues with this at all how many men have two different women publicly accuse them of sexual assault at some point in time almost no one a president prior president bill clinton Really famous men maybe have issues here. And I certainly think if you want to defend Jameis Winston, you can say, well, these guys become targets. But this woman didn't even go to police with the Uber. 
she contacted Uber and said, hey, I don't want anybody to ever drive Jameis Winston again. He groped me. And I don't think Jameis Winston is so famous at this point in time that your average non-football fan would see Jameis Winston and know who he is. People are like, oh, he's a huge target. I've seen Jameis Winston out at the Super Bowl at one of the same parties I was at. Yeah, he's 6'2", 6'3". But you wouldn't look at him and think, oh my God, this guy is super famous. I don't think that many people recognize Jameis Winston as he just goes about his day-to-day life. Cam Newton, okay, he's been around a long time, relatively speaking. Good-looking dude, 6'5". I think Cam Newton people would recognize. Kobe Bryant, I think people would recognize. Tom Brady, I think people would recognize. My big point here is, why does Jameis Winston not have security staff with him at all at all moments in time? And why does he not have his own driver? What would you have to pay that night in Scottsdale to have your own driver for the whole night? 250 bucks, 300 bucks. It's kind of good that he takes an Uber. I mean, he's not driving drunk. That's a positive. But why not just have your own security detail and your own staff? I can't tell you the number of times I've seen famous guys with black cars idling wherever they go. My crew is going to be in this SUV. My crew is going to be in this limo. This guy's got us. He's driving us everywhere all night long. Why ever put yourself in this position? Why make the Bucks have to make a decision like this? If you're not good enough on the field, that's fine. You could never allow this to happen again if you're Jameis Winston after what you went through in college. And that, to me, is the biggest flaw in this entire story. Jameis Winston should never put himself in this position again. We'll see what happens with the results, whether he gets officially suspended today or tomorrow. I'm Clay Travis. I'll kick the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.